You got to by the way I eat my food. I'm going to have to right, right, right. breakfast now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hello and welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. I'm your host, Lucas, and that's your host, Phil. I'm Phil. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to get control of that. I was like, "What is going, was going on?" Crazy. Lucas yeah. had, had Lucas know, had a had mental breakdown. Is kind of what it's. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Yeah, uh, my brain's been a little frazzled lately. I don't know what's going on. It's really? just like fried. Yeah, That's it's the frazzle brain. It's like it, uh, uh, it's like the, it's like the uh, thing we have in your office yeah, that burnt CD up the other day. The, the CD you do. Yeah, that was crazy. I love it when equipment catches on fire. It's so wonderful. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, Phil. Well, this is a crazy week. We're actually just now recording the podcast on Thursday. Thursday. It's way late. We yeah. apologize, everybody. Yeah. It should. So this should be dropped Friday, right? Yeah, it should be dropped Friday. Well, so, it should be dropped Tuesday or Wednesday, but or maybe Thursday. But. Yeah, usually it's dropped by Thursdays at the latest. Uh, this is the Disco Podcast. That's right. So it's late, baby. You know how it is. But we are staying alive. This is not the song Staying Alive, by the way. No. If you're here yeah, if and you... you're listening for royalty infringement, this is royalty-free music. Every time. It says it is. I make way. sure it says it in the title every time. <laughs> but it has the groove of Staying Alive. I feel the groove. The I feel juice. the beat. Yeah. Yeah. Getting so that's everybody's staying alive in the cold. We could call this the Frozen 2 episode. Hey. Last episode was the Frozen episode. This is definitely the Frozen 2 episode. Yeah. If you didn't think it could get colder in Oklahoma, it did. If you've ever seen Christmas Vacation, worse. How could it get any worse? It got worse. It got colder and snowier. I love yeah. snow. By the way, this snow outside is awesome. Like yeah. the quality, the consistency. It's just great snow. Great sledding snow. So if you haven't gone outside and sledded yet, I encourage you. Unless Sweat. did you say sledded or sweated? Sledded. Sweat. Sled. Sledded. Sled. Oh, because I, I did some sweating I when I was shoveling my, <laughs> my driveway. It was also great sweating snow. Sweating snow. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lucas, how's your week been, man? It's been uh, it's been a really good week so far. Did you eat anything amazing this week? You've had a long... It's been since last like Tuesday when we recorded. Now it's Thursday, so it's been a nine-day week. You should have been... Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, let's see, the best thing I've probably had. So uh, my wife makes this really good chicken and wild rice soup, and it's been so cold, and so that soup. Yeah, soup. At the spot. Yeah, I was, uh, so that, we had that for dinner yes, yeah. no, the day before yesterday, I think. Yeah. Uh, I... But the day before that, we were sick, so oh. nothing was appetizing that day. So it was, that Don't soup was kind of that, like, Finally, not sick anymore. Something that sounds good. Finally, yeah. but uh, you know what I eat when I get sick? What do you eat when you get After, sick? Like the first thing I want to eat is either like a baked potato or French fries. Hmm, I like the way you think. Yeah, I mean sometimes if I get sick, uh, I'll, like the whole day after I don't eat anything, I pretty much just eat potatoes <laughs> that day because nothing else it just has to be plain very plain no ketchup well maybe a little butter on that, that uh, big potato uh, yeah. but I, I yeah no. just the most unhealthy part no, put that fancy, on there yeah. <laughs> yeah for me it's always the flavor of gatorade that i'm that I drink when I'm sick, I don't want that flavor for like six months. Oh, so yeah. this time it was blue Gatorade. So if you're like, I want to bring Lucas a Gatorade, I, I, no one ever no brings blues. me a Gatorade. I don't know. Yeah, don't bring me the blue Gatorade because that's that one's uh, etched. Yeah, and what fruit is blue? It's not blueberry. 
I it's don't, like a, it's a raspberry flavor. It's like isn't it? blue ice. I don't know. Blue, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's kind of a good flavor. Yeah, it's a, it's a great. I love that flavor, but that's but not what, for a while. Yeah, when I'm sick, it's that flavor gator that I drank. It's just gone to me for a minute. So yeah. dead yeah, to yeah. me. Yeah. So uh, so do we have a dad story with Lucas, or was it was that it? Was it six stories with Lucas? And I don't want to know. If it no. Involved, yeah. But. So I got a great. <laughs> <laughs> I got a great dad story for us today, Phil. So, uh, got a great dad story. Okay, Do you want to hear it? Hear it? Dad stories with Luca. Take your bets, Phil. Poop or no poop? Uh, okay, I have my bet. You're not going to tell me which one <laughs> no, it is? No, I'm going to change it after, the, after I no, find you, it. you got to say it so everyone knows so I can decide whether to change the story or not. I do not, not. want to have a horse in this race. All right, Phil. Put your horse in the race right now. It's really more of a turtle right, race. I'm saying poop. He's saying it involves poop. Make your bets right now. Turn to the person in the car with you. If but you're in the car alone, I'm sorry. We are here with you. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, once upon a time. Um, are you going to get to the story? You know what, Phil? I'm trying. <laughs> That's it, Phil. I'm starting another podcast. Second breakfast with Lucas and nobody. Anyway. That would be a terrible (laughs) podcast. Um, People listen for you. Tori said so. So anyway, so we're we're sitting. uh, We have eaten dinner, and uh, Naomi is sitting there. And like lately, she has just been a gassy lassie, and like has just been like Naomi. If if you're just listening to the podcast for the first time, Naomi is Lucas's one year old daughter, not his wife. Ten ten month old. Ten Ten month. Not quite a year old yet. Yeah. So anyway. So she's just like letting out these manly, gassy lassie. manly toots, right? Manly <laughs> farts are coming from her. And it's just. I'm feeling hopeful about my bet now. <laughs> and so like just all week and then you'll check and there's there's no poop and, and all consistently. <laughs> so then uh, I'm in the, the dining room and Tori has her in the living room. And all of a sudden you just hear like this massive just. <laughs> and then Tori go. No, I walked from the dining room into the den to get, do something on my computer. Whoa. And I, then I hear screaming. So you ran the other direction. Well, right? I hear Tori going, Lucas, Lucas. <laughs> so I run in there. And it has like erupted from her pants all up yes. in her back into her hair all over the back of her shirt. So Tori takes her, like carries her, you know, kind of like you grab her under the armpits and kind of carry her far yes. away from your body. Like... Here you yes, go, babe. Many times Has some, this. some poop on her hand or whatever. Takes her oh. to put her in the bath, washes her all off. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, brings her back into Nancy. It wasn't so cold outside, you might could get the hose. <laughs> For that real. That would be really cruel. No, that would be terrible. <laughs> Hypothermia, Phil. Yeah, that would be um, Anyway, so she goes, gives her a bath, gets her all washed <sighs> off. This is already bath night, was the night before. Um, double bath night. Double bath night. And. Uh, then I, I guess this is actually after lunch because this story keeps getting better. So she goes and gives her a bath. This is There's in the afternoon. Uh, takes her into the Naomi's bedroom and is getting out her clothes and a diaper and stuff. So she sits her down on the ground and Naomi commences to pee on the carpet. <laughs> Just like looks at looks at Tori, giggles, pees on the carpet, and then Tori steps in it and gets her sock all wet because she didn't realize it had happened. So you just pee on her oh, sock. Man. Then we have spaghetti for dinner. So it's a triple bath night this because she has another. Story. 
Yeah. Because you sounds sounds like you didn't really Well, I had to you work. Were just an observer. I had to work through that. Like that's what I was I was going to the den to do work for the church oh, and then like yeah. during the bath I was working the pee I was working and then but then <laughs> I helped bathe her after she had spaghetti for dinner and was just covered in red sauce. So, <laughs> okay. it was the three baths in less than 24 wow. hours. Uh, that's a lot of baths, but it was great. Well, uh, needed. Yeah, well it was nece- necessary. Well, well so. folks, if you bet for poop, you won. You got your fill. Me. That's right. Yeah. What did they tell them what they've won, Phil? You've won absolutely nothing. You won a chance, <laughs> and if you didn't win, you still won a chance to come and join us for breakfast. Yes. On February 27th, we are meeting at Big Baby Rolls and Donuts. Yes. We still love our friends over at Neighborhood Jam. They just could not accommodate us. Yeah. So we're going to have Saturday our- morning is too crazy for yeah, the they are they are very busy. So, uh, big baby rolls and donuts. They will have some savory rolls available. Like yeah. they do a biscuits and gravy roll sometimes. I they want do them a... to do the breakfast bomb, which has like the sausage and eggs. Yeah, and cheese. I'm hoping I gotta I'm actually to do something like that. I gotta I go talk to them about it. Say, I think hey. I am too. I'm gonna go and I gotta try their gluten free donuts. Sample them. Well, so let's go over there together. Yeah, let's go right now. Uh, anyway, right, we'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> February 27th, 9.30 a.m. We're meeting over at Big Baby. They have their dining room for us set aside, so we'll yeah. be able to all eat together. And we'll record part of the podcast. Yes. Uh, we'll do a segment there featuring you guys. You, the listeners. Yeah. The and we know several people are going to be there. Please RSVP. So we know, well, you know, yeah. we want an idea who's going to be there. Message us on Facebook if you're coming, uh, or Instagram, yep. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah well, I awesome. know. I heard there's going to be games there, too, so yeah. I think we're going to do, do some, some Lucas, some are you games. making up more games? Am I you making You know, I don't think games? your games are fun. Thanks, Phil. You're, you're, very, <laughs> you're great. You're such a <laughs> Phil. Uh, I would have been that kid in youth group. No, obviously was a really good I, – I actually was the really good kid in youth group, but now if I could be – me in a youth group, I would be that kid. <laughs> yeah, so we just gave the youth youth minister grief. That's the worst part is when you put in serious. Like I'm going to put in three hours, go to the store, get get stuff for this game, yeah. get it ready to go. It's yeah. going to be awesome. And then the kids like, this is stupid. <laughs> exactly right. And I'm not like you're stupid, but I definitely think <laughs> That's that what you want to say you're stupid. Yeah, but it's, it's like. Okay, whatever. We do a lot of we put in a lot of effort into things. Yes, and sometimes it's not appreciated. Lucas, yep. I appreciate you. I and appreciate all you, your Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, oh, uh, sorry, speaking man. of appreciation, I'm just with you. yeah. Uh, the the T-shirt vote is going on on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. It's actually changing a little bit though. Yeah, we put the polls up, and I didn't think about uh, polls on Facebook and Instagram only last for a day. You can't leave them up longer than so, that. We have no idea what the votes are. So here's what we're doing. Uh, I am going to post the uh, the shirt designs. The shirt designs on Facebook and Instagram. If you follow us on both, you actually get two votes. Yeah, and we will tally like. those votes next Tuesday when we record the podcast again, and we'll have a winner, and we'll submit that to Amazon. So hopefully, those will be on sale by the breakfast. Yeah. So you can find by them on Amazon next weekish. But uh, anyway, Sometime. so those will... That's exciting. I'm looking yeah. forward to the t-shirt. So go on, find the post. It'll be a new post with all three different t-shirt designs on yeah. Facebook and on Instagram. Like the t- picture you like the best. You can vote once on Facebook and once on Instagram. 
Yeah. So, and we'll total awesome. those awesome. up and get our so t-shirts you know what, made. Lucas? I'm thirsty. I want some OJ. Some uh, some OJ? OJ. Do you have any OJ you for want me? some OJ. OJ. With not the... the OJs. No, OJ. Like the segment, like the Gen Z word of the week. Gen Z word of the week. It's funny. All of our segment titles sound the same. Dad stories <laughs> with Lucas. Gen Z word of the week. Hey, you know what? We're working on a limited budget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil. Here it is. All right. I'm ready. This is actually a millennial word, so you may you may know more. No, I don't just mean that. On fleek. I know what that is. I thought you might. I actually know what that is. On fleek. Me, I, I, I can't remember where I heard this. I don't know anyone who actually talks like this. Guilty. But somewhere on television I heard on fleek. And it just is a seller. It's just something. If something is really, really great, it's on fleek. That's right. It's really like perfect. It's on fleek, right? Your is that what it? Your fit is on fleek, babe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. On fleek. Now, if anybody can figure out what fleek means, great. <laughs> Nobody knows. Only on fleek, and it's like on point. You know, it's good stuff. So yeah, that's it's one of those things. Where in the world did that come from? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so have you run out of Gen Z words? We ha- we're going back to the millennials, or you just thought that was really interesting? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree. That's really like where in the world did that come from? Yeah, nobody knows. Yeah, I thought we'd throw just a kind of a wrench in your plans there. So <laughs> with a little yeah, bit of a... I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So today, today on the podcast, uh, we're. We have gotten into this subject partly because it's just so big in my mind. Uh, this subject of identity, we've talked about it several times, right? And right. I keep, I keep wanting to talk about this, and I don't know how to do it. So we're going to try it today. We're going to try uh, again, and it, it'll probably be just great. It would, we just, it's just one of those things. It's so, uh, it's so hard to kind of decipher everything because we're kind of speaking for other people. In a sense, we're hearing what other people say and and then kind of responding to it. So, But we want to kind of respond to and talk a little bit about uh, the difference between what it seems like the world says identity is and what uh, the gospel says identity is. Yeah, and I think you, in our, our pre-show, uh, I don't know what we call that. One and a half breakfast, yeah, something like that. Uh, and when we were talking about what we're talking about today, um, you just kind of brought up the difference in what the world talks about identity and and what we talk, what what the Bible talks about identity, and how the world says that it, it looks like what we're doing is finding really slavery in our identity in Christ, and it looks like I'm giving up everything that's right. creative and good about myself to put on like my little suit and tie so I can look exactly the same, and we can right. march to the beat of the same drum, and we're all like. Right. It's like the Lego movie, right? Everything well, is awesome. And and come on now, that we have to be honest as the church, we have projected that idea. Yeah, this isn't like some unfounded For generations we have. Some unfounded thing and it's a church culture in itself has said, put on your suit and tie on Sunday mornings you got to be here and then you're good to go, right? Like you've right. got to look like this this and this and check those boxes and you're good. Right. And if you look at the work of missionaries historically, one of the things that sort of accidentally has happened is they have, uh, and not the, not the best ones, but many missionaries have gone in 
and sort of made the the nationals look like them. Yeah, it's uh I don't know if you've ever they read the, American. the Poisonwood Bible. Um Mm-mm. so I actually had to read it in high school um for as a literary piece, you know, it's not yeah. it's not a, a not about the Bible. It's actually talking about missionaries going to Africa and trying to make the Africans farm like they do, dress like they do, yeah. walk like they do, talk like they do. And it was more about spreading American culture than it was about spreading Christianity. Yeah. And so, so yeah, yeah. So that's not with a it's it is not an unfounded accusation. No, it's not. And I think that's one of the things we have to come past and, and, and get past as the church and as believers is that a lot of these accusations the world is throwing at us, we can either stand up and go, no, that's not how it really is. We can go, hey, I get it. Yeah. Like, that's founded. There's been, that's our fault. There have been some people who have claimed Christianity who have been turds in the past. <laughs> like, Or, you know, it's just really, let me tell you, it's just natural it for is. me to want to make everybody like me. Phil, if everyone were like you, we'd be a much more lethargic people. <laughs> but we'd be I happy. say that with so much love. <laughs> we'd be happy. It'd be chill. There wouldn't be a lot of fights. No war. No war if everybody no were like war. Phil. No war. We'd be like, yeah, you, you know, you take it. That's fine. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. That's fine. No, we'll go to first watch. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You see how that worked out? It worked out fine. So, uh, uh yeah, they. What was I saying? <laughs> I have no idea what we're saying. Just talking about. No, it is very natural to want to make people like a, like ourselves. We want to be comfortable around people, but that's not what the gospel is. So the truth is, if if we get rid of all the cultural stuff, man, if we could somehow just get past that uh, and stop accidentally trying to make people like us and start accepting people's culture and just talking to them about the heart of the gospel. What we would find is that identity in Christ actually frees the individual so much more from all the bondage of sin and of the flesh and of feelings. Yes. And of urges. And you know, and so let's just talk about a little bit about that idea of feelings. Don't I mean, in my mind, I think identity in the world today is based on feelings. I think 100%. I think we we feel like something, and so we do that thing. Yeah. You know, and we I, say, that's me. That's, that's just the way I feel. That's who I am. I can't change that. It's the, I mean, we've talked, I think we talked about it on the last time we talked about identity, but we just talked about like, well, I am an angry person. I feel angry easily. I get really yeah. angry really fast, and so I'm an angry person. But that's not who Christ created you to be. Right. Right. And I like, I, I feel like I love this person. Right. And I just can't get over it. And and I know, um, you know, I have some people that I I love that have been in abusive relationships, and they're just well, but I love them, and I just feel so for them. And it's in that that situation where they feel like they can't leave this person who's abusing them yeah. because they just feel like they love. Them. And it's sometimes our feelings are so deceitful. Yeah, and our yeah. feelings we can't let our feelings be make our decisions because if I let my feelings make my decisions, I'm probably going to weigh like three or 400 pounds right. and be sick a lot more and not, right. not be in a good place. So right. maybe in prison. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah. So in our, our feelings, you know, we talk about uh, people who identify themselves completely by, you know, the feelings that they have. They say, well, I, I can't change that. And when you listen to those words, 
I can't control who I love. I can't control my feelings. You hear that? I can't control it. So so telling, you know, that is slavery, really, you know? I mean, and I know, I know that that feels very true. It does. We've all been in situations where we think, this is just how I feel. I can't control that. And I think we to make it clear, too, is that it's not like it's not a sacrifice to move past that. I think, like, there's a lot of, there's something better on the other side, but I also don't want to come out and be like, it's just really easy to leave your feelings behind here. Oh, no, 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 no. It's no, a huge, no, 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 no. huge deal, and it it hurts. Yeah, it's It really... feels bad sometimes. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, becoming that identity in Christ and, and him completely transforming you into a new creation, it's it's not a, a pain-free process. No, no. And, and Paul said, you know, for Christ, I have suffered the loss of all things. Yeah. So he says, we say, he says, I've suffered the loss of all things that I might gain Christ. So it's this weird kind of, yeah, it is. I mean, it can be painful, but on the other side, is so much joy and freedom because here, and I was telling Lucas earlier is that what I discovered in my life, you know, I felt that my feelings were totally defined me and I would have just been a mess emotionally if I had, if I had allowed myself just to follow my feelings. If you read my book, you know, I would have destroyed my marriage. I would have gone off and tried to be with somebody else that I thought I loved and that I, you know, I was just a complete mess. Uh, I didn't do that mostly because of morals. I didn't, I, I didn't do the right thing really for the right reason at that moment. But ultimately what I learned was that when I started to learn my identity in Christ, this person emerged within me that suddenly is greater than my feelings. I mean, it was like a new me literally emerged inside of me. I began to be able to sort of have a bird's eye view of my own emotions. Yeah. And I just think I would never say again, that's just how I feel. I can't control it because that's just not true. Yeah. I, I, but it was true for me back then. So I know the struggle. It, it was true for me because I didn't. I didn't know there was more, you know? Yeah, Phil. So how do we get to the place where we, I guess I guess my question is, and maybe where I'm leading, maybe it's not a question, is we, we talked about the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Yeah. And I think, you know, for our listeners and for people that, that are out there and they are really controlled by their feelings... What we're saying is not, hey, fight your feelings right now completely. No. That's that's where it comes from. But instead, in the same way how you get the fruits of the Spirit is not really concentrating on being patient or being loving. No, absolutely not. But you, it, don't try, you cannot get there by trying to get better. No, because you know why? Because that puts it in your court. You are the one trying to be better. Right. No. You come to know God, and because of that, you know who your true self is. You true self. That your is so true tr- self. <laughs> so, Lucas, I'm going to... So, what you said earlier in our meeting, you said... I, I was trying to come up with an analogy for it, and it kind of fits here. You said it's like, you know, if we try to control it ourselves, we don't have the right materials. We don't have... 
We, if we try to get better on our own outside of Christ, we just don't have what it takes. We don't have the right equipment or materials. You said you're trying to build a bicycle out of sticks, but God's offering you a Lamborghini. Yeah. Does that make sense to anybody besides me and Lucas? Because I think that really <laughs> hit. I think that really hit because it, if you're, you cannot just try to get better. You can't read a list of the fruits of the Spirit and go, yeah. And it's if you're sitting at home and you're struggling with you're struggling with a sin, you're struggling with a sinful lifestyle, you're struggling with depression, you're struggling with all these things. Or you're not urges, struggling with just urges. Sin, yes, and you can't get over it. It's because you, you haven't given it completely to God. You're trying to build a bicycle here. Yeah. And, and and I'm not saying that it's not difficult. But what I am saying is it's so much easier when we give it to Christ and we realize through him, we no longer have to struggle with yeah. these things. And so you say, you say how? So how to get there? Well, first of all, I mean, the, Jesus said you must be born again. If you've never been born again, you literally don't have the equipment or the materials to do what we're talking about. You don't yeah. have the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, go to God. G- yeah. Call out to Jesus. Jesus, I want you in my life. Um, go to him. You know, Jesus, give me life because he is the life giver. And he can give life. But see, I went through this also as a believer that already had life. But Jesus said, uh, the way that leads to life, and I think he's talking about abundant life, not heaven here, is narrow. And few are those who find it. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're talking about is the narrow way of identity, of saying, Jesus, I am yours. And so part of it's a decision. Like it's this moment where you say, Jesus, I surrender to you. Then it's a process of believing yeah. what God says about you is taking up his identity instead of your own. It Jesus, I mean, this is death. Yeah. I, it's dying to yourself is taking up Jesus' identity instead of your own and saying, I'm not these feelings, I'm what you say I am. Yeah, for I have been crucified through Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ within me. Yeah. And so I love the analogy of when we when we go back to our sinful nature, when we go back to these urges, when we go back to these ways, it's like picking up a corpse and, and hanging out with it. Yeah. And I think, it I mean, stinks. We, it stinks. It's, it's <laughs> deadly. Um, it's not good. And so it, it, it is living that life that God has given us. And that comes from knowing God. Yes, and I think it, it is. You're not going to God and praying, God, please give me more patience. I need more patience. No, it's knowing Him, and and He's going to provide those things. But so often we get that twisted, where we really just want to ask for things, or we really just want to be a better person, and so God's going to make us a better person. But really, right. what God wants from you is to know and glorify Him. And when we get that right, all of those other things fall into place. Well, and the reality is. You know, the scripture says that God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Yeah. Second Peter 1, 3, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. So God has given us everything. Yeah. And so he has not held anything back from us. And what he calls us to do is to know him and to know the things he's given us. And what happened to me was that I began to meditate, meditate, meditate on the reality of who he had made me to be. And sort of accidentally, I was staring him in the face every night, getting to know him, you know? So I think it kind of works either way. 
But you have to know he's a good God and he has given you everything you need if you're born again. I mean, he gives it to you all all at one time. Yeah. Um, it just takes your whole life to learn how to live in that. Yeah. You know, we're so used to our sinful nature, our sinful desires, our flesh, that it just, it takes a while to learn. And And so what I'm saying is that you already are a patient person. Yes. You have to learn how to live in that patience. And it's so amazing when that patient person when that patient person starts to emerge. It's like, "Whoa, what was <laughs> <Yeah>. that?" <laughs> exactly. That's that's not like I used to be. Well, it's like you really are. So <laughs> Who is this? And it, the coolest thing to me though was that I I you know, accidentally discovered that I was no longer getting depressed every year, which is crazy. Yeah. You know, a person that gets depressed every year doesn't just stop it. You know? Uh but it 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 happened to me and and that you know, it can be big things, it can be little things, but I don't know. Patience is a huge thing. Yeah. Um uh, loving loving your neighbor, that's a huge thing. Um being uh uh having a pure heart. Uh not not being controlled by lust or by greed or by jealousy. Those are huge things, and those are things that that God has made us to be. Yeah. If we just say, "Yeah, okay, God, I am who you say I am, not who I feel like." Yeah. These feelings, these urges—that's not me. That's not really who I am. Yeah. Identifying in Christ. Yeah. If when those things happen, and and that's that's the revolutionary part. If you yeah. if you start to look in this framework of my identity is in Christ. It means when these things happen, when these urgents, urgent urges come, when uh, we feel poorly or we feel something is wrong or whatever this is, if if I say, really, I identify with Christ in this situation, that that's that's the life change. Yeah. That's where it's coming. And, and so keep going. Keep knowing yeah. God. Keep seeking Him because it's going to get better and better. And there's going to be trials and there's going to be temptation. There's going to be hard parts. Yeah. Like my yoke is easy and my burden is light doesn't mean that you're not still out no. plowing a field. Listen, word word of testimony. Man, I, I mean, I know I griped a, a whole podcast about my pain medication. You know, so I went and got that all worked out. We recorded the podcast about pain and suffering. Do you know the very next prescription I got from the from the doctor was the wrong medicine? And it made me depressed. And I I was really tested. I sat in my chair and I got my daily meditations and I was like, nope. I know this is coming from the chemicals in my brain. This is not who I am. My spirit is bigger than my flesh. My spirit is bigger than the chemicals in my brain. And I am not going to succumb to the I mean, it was a little bit scary. And this is just a couple of days ago. So it's not that you're not ever going to be tested. It's not that you're not ever going to be tempted or tried, but you have what it takes. You are more. You're free. <laughs> yeah. You're free. You really are. So you can never, you don't have to be in bondage to the way you feel or the urges or all that kind of stuff. And so identity is freedom. And it really, what I kind of wanted to get to was, it seems like that we have sort of painted this picture that in Christ, everybody should look the same, but the truth is there's so much freedom. We all should be such incredibly individual, creative people with all the freedom we have in Christ, don't you think? 
Yeah, I think if we look, God created us to be creative. He yeah. created us as individuals. He's a creator, and he, he made us like himself. Exactly. And so it's not like when you're putting all these things aside, it means now I put on the suit and do everything <laughs> the same. But it's when we become new in Christ, all of those creative avenues and, and those things, they still exist. They're still there. They're still a part of you. But all of a sudden— and they should be greater. It, they're greater. They're better because now their focus is no longer on you. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. on Christ. It's on God. And so the, they're glorifying him. And so yeah. God yeah. allows us to use those for his glory instead of our own, which is what they were created to be used for yeah. In the first place. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, that's great. And minute of culture. I know this is, I'm skipping way ahead. Or maybe this is the oatmeal. Is this a minute of culture or is this the oatmeal? Minute. But I have, a, I have a really good friend who was a student of mine who uh, did, I don't know if you saw any of the posts online, but Cornerstone Church, the pastor, John Odom, is a good friend of mine. He did, I want to have him on sometime because he offered his church as a warming center for the homeless this week. Mm. Nice. So, I mean, you talk about creativity. Yeah. You know, that that's a guy who said, what can we do? What, you know, I've got this. They ju- And here's the cool thing. It's a brand new building for them. They just spent all this money renovating it. Mm-hmm. They just moved in. The first thing John does is bring in homeless people. I'm like, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. So <laughs> it's like, but yeah, it's. So that was just his heart to do, and and a lot of people from different churches helped, and uh, he shouted out the Tulsa Police Department for helping, and apparently they've just had some amazing experiences. But yeah, I mean that kind of creativity because uh, it's not focused on us anymore. No, uh, and that that just was a great example. So uh, yeah, so maybe that's the oatmeal. Wait, that was the oatmeal or <laughs> cinnamon roll? I don't know. Is that the I think it was both. It's our culture. Phil, I have to... uh, Our our city. I mean, that was kind of an awesome thing. I'm so proud of him. I have to uh, (laughs) admit, because we talked about this last week, I have not watched WandaVision yet, so we can't talk about it. Yeah, we can't talk about WandaVision. Sorry. Uh, But yeah, I think this has been a great podcast. (laughs) Yeah, I think we did okay. This is a a hard subject to kind of uh, get through, but I think... I think well, we really did pretty good. I think so. I think so, Phil. Why don't you I, guys comment and tell us, no, you guys did terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. No, I Give think, us your questions, uh, yeah. your comments. Hey, at the breakfast, the questions, questions you have about this, we would love to be able to take some more time and talk about it uh, more in depth. We would love to be able to hear from you guys. So make sure you're liking, commenting, whatever, sharing those things. You're hitting us up at secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com. Phil, that's secondbreakfast777 <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Or <laughs> or you can hit us at Lucas at EastwoodTulsa.com or Phil at EastwoodTulsa.com. If you have oh, any complaints, man. please send those over to Gordon at EastwoodTulsa.com. He would love for here to hear from you. We love you guys. We're glad you've taken the time to listen to another episode of Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. We will see everybody that's coming on February 27th at Big Baby Rolls and Donuts at 930 in the morning. We love you guys. We love you. Love and pancakes. See you next time on Second Breakfast. Not boogie robots, I said cookie robots.